Hey, I'm Jim Search, and welcome to Understanding Upstate. It's a podcast dedicated to exploring what makes upstate New York such a unique place. Each week, my co-host Rob Adler and I dive into a new upstate topic to better understand what's up upstate. And today, we are talking about a legendary underworld mafioso meeting that took place in Appalachian, New York. This thing of ours will now become our thing of ours. Hey. Let's go. <laughs> Rob, how you been, man? I've been pretty good considering I had a speedy for dinner last night and I had mm-hmm. a speedy for lunch today. So I'm I'm riding high. Um, I'm riding real high. Way to flex, dude. Yeah. So as, <laughs> as I mentioned uh, in our last episode, I grilled uh, I grilled speedies. All right. In the last episode, I was uh, beginning the marinade that night. So we're in the process. I've, I have since cooked the uh, speedies in uh, <laughs> below 30 weather. Love it. Uh, and it was delightful. It was. Uh, How, so they, they turned out they turned out good. Yeah, they I definitely could have taken them off the grill a little sooner but i think it speaks to the power of the speedy that my overcooking them didn't totally fuck them up like they're right. still still great they're still, still good still good money yep what absolutely. did you uh what did you pair with do you go with chips on the side we did we just had some tortilla chips on hand but we did so we ended up doing speedy subs so we had right. uh, our nice little italian loaves and just uh, like uh, our former guest paul lucas uh, described, just slapped it into the into the sub and just pulled and that it out. Pulled that that's uh, not spit. What skewer? The skewer. Pulled there the skewer. Is. I'm learning. I'm still learning. <laughs> uh, pulled the skewer out. Right, uh, right. And they were delicious. I believe really it, man. Good. I believe it, dude. Um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because like, you, obviously you have them naked as mm-hmm. they could be, um, and they're good. I'm a big fan of throwing like I like them dressed. Like yep. I'll throw lettuce, tomato, Ooh. even like so I'll provolone cheese. I my, for my sandwich today, I threw a little bit of monster on there, and nice. it was it was great. I I knew like I knew it would be good, but it was excellent. Yeah, really you good. can get some uh, assisting players with that <laughs> sure. to sure. really sure. you know it takes a team. Uh, sometimes it takes a village to bring a speedy <laughs> to another level. You know what I mean. Well, sure. good <laughs> for sure. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that went well for you. Yeah, and you deserved it. Oh, you thank that. you, thank you. I mean, I grilled up six skewers, so it's going to be speedies for the rest of the week. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that was going to be my next question: is yeah. is how much? Uh, what was the volume? It was, I mean, speedy? we did. Uh, I forget how many pounds of chicken it was, but it was like six full skewers, like stacked and packed. Mm-hmm. We did like a full bottle's worth. Of Lupo's, which was like five pounds of chicken. Right. And I got another bottle on standby. Love so it. Yeah. I think maybe next time I might might grill them inside, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, we have, um, we got one at the house. I got a bottle uh, stashed in oh, the nice. event in case of emergency. Lupo's? Yeah, Lupo's. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, should I try Salamitas next or should we just stick with Lupo's? I say try it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, to get, I think to get like a full speedy experience, like you should try the two big players mm-hmm. um, there and then, you know, you can then have your own. 
right? right. Or what's your preferred uh, weapon of choice? Well, we'll use that for uh, for future content. Well, I'll get a bottle of Salamitas and right. speedy update 2024. Uh, and do like a live or, you know, like on air. Oh, we'll man. Eat them and then let the, let the streets know. Jim, I have enough video and audio gear where I can set up a camera in my backyard. Instead of multiple cameras... <laughs> <laughs> around the grill and do a live a live stream oh which, my god listen whew. if uh you know upstaters if you're listening and you want to see some premium content <laughs> of some live stream speedy action just tap in and let us know because we'll do that for you yeah i'll i will make it happen yeah Absol- absolutely and you know we should also uh uh, talk about too is uh where we're recording this yeah because we- this is our first episode in real time. Yeah, we're we're usually on Zoom and we're uh, we're in a basement in Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, <laughs> depending on uh, how diligently I edit this episode, you may or may not hear the F train <laughs> rolling by. It's it's basically our next door neighbor here in, sure. in this. Uh, hey, speak of the devil, it's going by right now. Yeah. Um, but it's our it's our neighbor here in this basement, right? You might hear some uh, music in the background, too. It's a lot of studios down here. Right, Hopefully, right. It's been quiet so far. But uh, yeah, thrilled to be live in person. Yeah, we got a little man. video going. You might see some clips from this as well. Uh, but yeah. It's- this is dope, man. And you know, this has been like, obviously, post-pandemic, uh, this is the first like live podcast recording mm-hmm. I've done. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to do it again because I've podcasted for a very long time. And I remember what it was like to actually record a podcast in real time. So good to do it. All right. Well, uh, now I'm nervous. So no, don't <laughs> you fucking dare. You will not. We will shine like a diamond, baby. Uh, so uh, should we uh, should we jump in to our uh, to our topic? This yeah. Week? What are, remind me. What are we talking about again? Oh today? my gosh, we are talking about the Appalachian mob meeting. Yeah, which is a. Uh, Huge meeting. Uh, was it in the 50s? Yes. Uh, it was in the, uh, I can tell you. Uh, yeah, 57. Uh, 57. Was the, was the meeting. So now to, uh, before we jump in, right, before yep. we get into this, I do want to uh, give a little disclaimer sure. uh, to this. There is so much information and conspiracy theories oh, around sure. this yep. meeting. Uh, so we are just reporting what the internets have to say about mm-hmm. it, and then we are going to give you our hot takes around it sure. and our upstate understanding. And I was going to say, uh, before we get into the the real meat of it, um, I, I have a little uh, tangential mob experience. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. Let's uh, get into it. My life here, here in Brooklyn. Uh, we're like, those dudes are still around. Uh, not, all, not all of them. Uh, some moved out to greener pastures of long island and and whatnot but sure you'll see them around like i live uh in south brooklyn and there's a gentleman who walks around our neighborhood uh in three-piece suit he's got the the teardrop tattoo he uh he walks around like he owns the town and as far as i'm concerned he does he He (laughs) greets everyone he sees uh me and my wife were walking down uh, third avenue and he gave us a little Good day to you, and you have to oblige and tip your cap back. Sure, del- sure. Delightful. Um, and when we get into who is at this meeting, uh, I may or may not have <laughs> rented apartment from one of these gentlemen's uh, sons uh, in, wow. in Williamsburg. <laughs> and okay. he's uh, 
we won't say names, but uh, sure, sure. He was a short, terrifying Italian man who uh, I, I made sure I paid my rent on time. Is is what I'll say. Yeah, I I would. I'm glad you did um, <laughs> yeah. because you're here sitting uh, with uh, with the show today, and I'm glad you didn't uh, say I'll get it when I get it for because sure. Because he no. would probably not appreciate that. That would not have flown. Mm-mm. It would have sunk in the river with some boots on concrete nikes <laughs> so that being said let's uh, let's get yeah, into it let's get right to it so before we uh before we like jump into the meeting the mob meeting mm-hmm. i think it's important that we talk a little bit about appalachian right yeah. because it is a very small town Right, is right outside of Binghamton, and today's populate like the population today, two thousand one hundred and forty eight people. That is a small town. That's an incredibly <laughs> small town. Okay, that's like you know if your neighbor sneezes, kind of right. small town. I wouldn't even go so far as to say sneeze. I would say their entire medical mm. history up to the sneeze. Sure. You're gonna know, right? So like a little over two thousand people live there today. In 1957, when this meeting happened, less than a thousand people. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, you could fit the entire town in a skyscraper. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, or fuck fuck a skyscraper, like a project. Like, you could put the town of Appalachian in there. So, like, that should tell you how small this place is. Now... Obviously, we've kind of led with the lead, if you will, of like, what does this small town have to do with a mob meeting? Well, buckle up, because here (laughs) we go. Now, we have to go like before the meeting and then give you the events that led right up to it, because it would be unfair of us to be like, there's a meeting. You got to know all the players involved. Right. Right. All right. So June 18th. Uh, 1936, the leader of the Luciano crime family, Lucky Luciano, uh, is looking at 30 to 50 years in prison, probably for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a, <laughs> for that's a stint. All, for all the things that he has done at this point, right? Now, in 1946, he makes a deal with the feds, okay, under the condition that he just be deported. Right. So, like, they're like, if you do whatever you need from us, we'll let you go back to Italy. And he's like, cool, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, instead of doing uh, 30 to 50 joints, he's, you know, in Positano chilling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, now this leaves a power vacuum in the crime family. Right. Now, the acting boss, Vito Genovese, okay, he's now in charge, he bounces to Italy. Right. With seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. In cash. Hey, if you're Rick James, that's a week's worth of cocaine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that is. So if you uh, if you haven't listened to the Rick James episode, <laughs> jump on back. So, you know, what we're talking about there. Uh, but yeah, he has seven hundred fifty large in cash, which, again, I don't even know how you keep that. <laughs> like, yeah. Jeez. That's just a shit ton of money. Yeah. So. The reason he leaves, the reason he's leaving, uh, leaving the states, is um, he is fearing prosecution of the murder of Ferdinand Boccia. Boccia. Uh, oh, Ferdinand Boccia. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, I call you know. him furry, but yeah, he's yeah, cool. Furry. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that. Yeah. Uh, 
so uh, uh, Vito whacked that dude, um, and he's worried about getting clipped for that. So he bounces. Now, with his departure, Frank Costello becomes the acting boss. Right? Again, there's so many moving parts here. This doesn't sit well with Vito. Okay? He's like, what the fuck? Now, after this, Vito decides that he's going to make a move on Costello. Okay? He's going to kill him and Albert Anastasia, who's the boss of the Anastasia crime family. Right. And he is a big supporter of Costello. Hence why he's like, get both those guys out of there. I'm not into it. So, Vito comes back to New York in 1946, all right? And then he gets pinched for the murder that he fled for and beats the charge. Probably on some intimidation shit because it's not lost on us that sometimes uh, bad people get away with shit. So, Vito then uh, makes his move and has Vincent Gigante try and murder Costello. And mm-hmm. I say try because he does not succeed. I read about this a little yes. bit. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. All right. So uh, he grazes him, uh, but that's enough for Costello to step down because yeah. he's like, I'm not trying to get killed. Did you here. read about the uh, the trial at all? No, 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 no. What? So Costello, he got grazed in the head. That's right? enough. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> got grazed in the head and Costello would, uh, he thought he was untouchable. Like, no bodyguards, nothing. He would just, and he had a he had a very strict routine, like daily routine. So very easy to easy to, to find catch you. him in the street if if uh, you were so inclined, right? Right. Uh, so Vincent, I believe his nickname is the Chin. Uh, he's okay. A boxer. Um, he catches uh, Costello coming out, coming in or out of uh, a restaurant, and <laughs> yeah, tries to shoot him. In the head, like going going for gold. Sure. Uh, and police come. You know he's in he's in the hospital. He gives no information. Like he has a pretty good idea of who tried right. to shoot him. He like turned around because um, I think uh, Vincent said something to the effect of like, "Hey, Costello, this is for you." Like so, you know something. Right. The kind of heads up you'd want to give a person you're trying to shoot in the head. Right. You want to get a clean shot. You want right. to see their face. Before yeah. Sure. Sure. Right. Um, so he gives no information to the police. They go to court and. Costello's on the stand and he gives like he gives his like vivid details of like his experience, but no details about who did who did it. And like, you know, very clearly is not going to give any information because it's a inside. uh, It's a family dispute. Yes. Right. And allegedly, as he walks by, Vincent whispers, thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, that's a very, again, very thoughtful (laughs) to not rat him out um, and for him to be like, I'm out. Yeah. Right. Yep. I'm he, That's my gift to you to leave. Right. Yep. That's how one would interpret it. It's like, yep. I'm not going to tell on you and I'm going to leave. So you do with this what you want to yep. do. Right. So with Costello out of the game, now that just leaves uh, Anastasia. Right. Mm-hmm. He's the other. He's the other Vic that uh, is going to get yep. killed. And all, all of this happened. Uh, like if you've seen any any of the Godfather movies, like if you want to kill someone. 
you have to get permission. Right. Or particularly if you want to kill a, a boss or someone high up. You want it, or a made person. Yes. Made. And all of this, uh, these attempts that we're talking about ha- were not sanctioned. No one got permission. So like shit's, right. shit's running wild. Right at this point, this is a uh, this is a uh, hostile uh, acquisition. <laughs> yes, hostile takeover. Absolutely, a merger and acquisition <laughs> is uh, in murder today's... and acquisition. Ah, <laughs> hey, hello. So Anastasia gets killed while he's getting a haircut. So he's in the barber shop chilling a little too much off the top Mm, yeah (laughs) the guard was not uh there was a guard there that wasn't quite a good enough guard uh so some real gangster shit Mm -hmm. went down and anastasia's killed and now costello's out of the picture so now with the rivals out of the way Vito wants to legitimize his power by holding a national cosa nostra meeting he wants a huge convention yep. to let everybody know that he is now in charge of Luciano crime family. Now, it's like a conference for murderers, yep. right? You know, it's like you get a badge, you know, it's like, oh, where do you kill? It's like, <laughs> oh, I kill in Detroit. Where do you kill? Oh, in Orlando. It's too hot, but people die. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, so he wants to have this meeting. Yep. Now, it's originally slated for Chicago, right? Mm. But it's moved to Appalachian, right? Again, not too far from Binghamton. Yep. Right in uh, right in upstate New York. Not far from Buffalo, New York. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is the, bo- the boss up there, Stefano the Undertaker, uh, <laughs> oh, wanted the meeting there. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is like to keep uh, business in New York to bolster the economy. Sure, sure. But this was he had much- some timeshares in Appalachia. Sure, sure, in uh, <laughs> in the fun fun sticks of Appalachia, which when I t- Appalachia, I, I I read the proper pronunciation, but I still I can't do it. It's well, you know, it's Appalachian, but Appalachia also right, works right. too. It's pretty interchangeable. And when I tell you that this is a very small place, <laughs> like I've been there plenty of times, I've blinked, passed by it. This is like the sticks, right? Okay, now. October 14th, 1957 is the day of the meeting, mm-hmm. all right? And the meeting is held at Joseph Barbera's estate in Appalachian. And Barbera is the mob boss located in the Endicott area, which mm-hmm. is right near uh, Appalachian, okay? The agenda of the meeting is pretty straightforward. Gambling, casinos, narcotics. We're also gonna talk about the Anastasia murder. Okay, right. because again, as you said, this wasn't cleared, so there's a lot of questions of what the fuck's going on. Prior to this meeting, too, I read that a bunch of the families, I think like the five families in New York, I don't know if uh, any other regional families went, but they went over for a meeting in Sicily with the main families still in Italy, and Luciano was there right. to set up how they were going to get heroin into the United States. Yes. Which this that meeting was held so secretively that neither the Italian or United States feds basically knew about it until the eighties. Like they no one knew it happened until 81 that meeting happens. And it kind of points out how up until this point, how clueless the United States federal, like FBI and everything. They were (laughs) on top of this shit uh, at that point. And those organizations don't talk with each other 
So sure. organized crime can, when they, you know, collaborate. <laughs> when they work together. They're, they're able to do some, some uh, shady shit. And, you know, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but, um, you know, J. Edgar Hoover, who is the head of the FBI and also a piece of shit, yep. uh, denied the existence of the mob for years. They thought there's no possible way these guys are smart enough to, like, pull off this massive organization. And, and organized. Uh, and, again, coming back to that yeah. level of intelligence, right? Yes. So jumping back into the meeting, right? So we have the docket. We have the agenda. Also part of that meeting is Vito's going to tell everyone that he is in charge of Luciano crime family. Right. Now, there were mob bosses and bodyguards from around the country, <laughs> everywhere across yeah. the United States, as far as Los Angeles nationally and Italy internationally, because there were folks right. who are the OGs who came all the way to upstate New York. Did the Alaskan mob send a delegate? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Inuit, uh, the Inuit crime family. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the I guess that'd be like the Inuita, because that's to end in a vowel, mm. right? Yeah. Um, but across the nation, right? Yep. This is not a quiet day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As I said from the beginning, Appalachian is a small town, and you've got mobsters from everywhere and they are not traveling quietly there may be some of the most conspicuous dudes <laughs> ever i would be lying if i said that there was not a lot of flash right. <laughs> a lot of right. flash a yep. lot of pomp a lot of circumstance you're gonna know they're in town mm -hmm. um so to that point when 50 pounds of steak and 20 pounds of veal cutlet is ordered in Appalachian, <laughs> in and around Appalachian, and a whole gang of luxury cars are parked on a quiet street. Local state trooper Edgar D. Crosswell has some questions. I have a question. Yes. Can you remind me what year the Speedy was invented at Sharky's? Because oh. I want to know if there's a chance that someone, <laughs> it's an Italian, the Spaducci, some, right. they, you know, someone may have wanted a Spaducci. If if then it was probably like a, like under, like not underground, but sure. just like a kind of like a commonplace. I don't think it had been marketed yet. Right, right, right. right. And also like, you got to think too, like, we love speedies, clearly. We're a pro-speedy <laughs> pro uh, platform. Have I tried here. to work it into every single episode? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. As you should, as God would intend. Right, right. But I get the feeling that these mobsters want some top-shelf mm. shit. They want steaks. They want veal cutlet. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? They're, this is a meeting. We got to have some nice food. We, it's, yeah. a, you know, it's an Italian dinner. So back to the... Uh, tip off if you will uh edgar d crosswell the local state trooper decides to uh run the plates of all the cars out there Jesus. and saw that they belong to well criminals right. right from around the country now he then sets up a blockade around the estate to uh, catch these motherfuckers <laughs> again as he as he should um as he probably was like well this doesn't make any sense yep now, when this happens, so like the so the meeting gets busted up before it even starts. Up to fifty men escape, uh, <laughs> right? 
I just imagine the the finest dressed Italian men in their wingtips just booking it through booking the woods. Through the woods, which and there's a there's an interesting point about that too. So fifty men escape, but up to sixty were per- apprehended, including Vito. Uh, virtually all of them claim they were there to visit Joseph Barbera, the owner of the estate. Mm. Right? That was the that was the story they gave because he was sick. Mm. That's why they all showed up <laughs> right from around the country sure. to say oh you didn't feel well so i want to go visit him how thoughtful <laughs> now to your point of these uh wing-tipped uh mafiosos running through the woods to escape uh, apprehension legend has it that when the mobsters ran off into the woods locals could find stray hundred bills that <laughs> fell out of their pockets because, you know, these guys are carrying wads yeah. of cash on them that you would find just a hundred dollar bill just in a tree somewhere. Talking about leaving a paper trail. Hey, <laughs> and this is why you guys tune in. Oh this is why you motherfuckers tune in to, <laughs> to our podcast, Understanding Upstate. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. All right. So the aftermath, right? Mm-hmm. The meeting has fallen apart. It's fallen to shit. And now we got to deal with the fallout. 20 of those attending the meeting were charged with conspiring to obstruct justice by lying about the nature of the underworld meeting. And they were all fined $10,000 and given three to five years in prison. And they were all overturned. <laughs> <laughs> All of those charges got thrown out. Yep. So, again, we'll leave it up to you, listener, as to how and why that came to be. But they were all good. This is like pre-RICO, which is like a racketeering. Right. That's how they brought down the mob really in the the most significant way in like the, the 80s. It was, uh, I mean, it was Giuliani was the. But that was, you could link a, a mafia family, a group of people doing organized crime and you charge one of them, then it would stick for all of them. Right. Where I imagine with this, again, this would have been pre-Rico, so they had to try it 60 individuals. Right. <laughs> like a massive amount of time and effort to get all of it turned over. And all of them saying, yeah, like if you're doing it siloed, it's like one of them's like, yeah, I was there to visit a sick person. I was there to visit a sick person. It's yep. just like, well, you know, you can't, yeah, you can't stick it on all of them. Yep. So, as I was saying earlier, right, J. Edgar Hoover, the head of the FBI, and as I said, an overall racist piece of shit, uh, denied the existence of the mafia for years. Well, now he has to admit it exists, right? Which then begins an active investigation into the mob. Right. So, like, this was kind of the beginning of the end of the reign that they had. Obviously, they still existed after some time, but this is what really set the FBI in motion of like, okay, so like if there's going to be like 50 Rolls Royces parked in the middle of uh, Appalachian, New York, okay, there's got to be some here. (laughs) Right. Uh, And the irony of it all, right, is that, you know, Vito wanted to tell everybody that he was a legit mob boss but who he told were the feds. Mm. The people you probably don't want to know. Right. Right. So like I said, this kind of led to the beginning of the end of the mob as we knew it back then. Right. 
So as a result of this meeting, uh, the membership books to become a made man were closed. So there was a hiring freeze, mm. if you will, right? <laughs> sure. They paused, uh, they paused growing the company right. uh, up until 1976. Right. Then they found some time. Uh, to to start to <laughs> freed reopen. up some funds, yeah, yeah freed up some Payroll funds. Has a little more room, sure, sure. Right, right, right. There were some casinos we could knock right. off. I'm sure cocaine had nothing to do with that. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Couldn't imagine that. Now, in popular culture, right? Because mm-hmm. this again was such an iconic moment uh, in terms of you know the reshifting of organized crime again happening all in a little town in upstate New York. Um, it's been referenced across a lot of different places. The book and the movie version of this, the Valachi Papers, mm-hmm. is a place, and you know, there's a lot of different, a lot of different places. Um, you know, in the film, uh, analyze this. Uh, the protagonist, Paul Vitti, Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. remembers his father and best friend fleeing, uh, best friend Dominic fleeing from state troopers and commandeering a farmer's tractor to escape <laughs> back to Manhattan. Um, also in, what is it? Goodfellas. Um, they mentioned this as well. Uh, I believe Henry Hill talks yeah. about, you know, time, you know, there was a good time, you know, before Appalachian and everything, yeah. you know, also I would be interested to see this too. I haven't seen it, but the meeting is mentioned in season five, episode four of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. They talk about, yeah. uh, that, that this, this little, this little time. And um, the meeting is also mentioned in the 2013 film The Family, also starring uh, Robert De Niro. Robert so, De Niro playing a mobster? Yeah, I know. That's wow. what I. Well, a bit of a stretch. But. Yeah, I feel like it really tests his range as an actor. Sure, sure. Um, because, you know, with a last name like De Niro, you would think that he would be in a different role sure. uh, during this time. Um, and that is the story of the Appalachian mob meeting. Um, again, a, a pinnacle moment in upstate New York. Uh, the underworld uh, found its way uh, not too far from uh, Binghamton, New York, with disastrous results. Down under to upstate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the report we uh, we have here for you, folks. All right. Well, when we go to Serling Fest 2024, we will uh, we'll pivot through Appalachia. Appalachian? Appalachian. Damn it. Appalachian. There you go. Uh, and I will have learned how to pronounce the name of that town. We have time. Point. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. have time. And also, um, there the address, um, I didn't put the address in, but the address is like in the Wikipedia page. Mm, uh, all where right. This, where this place, where it took place. So I don't know if it's landmarked. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> sure. I don't know if the government has uh, made this a, uh, a a fun landmark for people to go. Oh my! What a priceless moment in time. <laughs> I, I don't think it, I don't I'd think pull it, over for for that. Yeah, yeah, be like, man, can you imagine back then all these wingtip shoes? Just yeah, they they're uh, replica wingtips. Like, <laughs> oh man, they they got a restaurant serving up steaks and veal cutlets. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a real yeah. boom for that town. You would think. Uh, Appalachian should uh, tap into its uh, its into its roots and history. You well, know? we'll we'll pitch it to them. We'll, yeah, we'll we can go to a city council meeting and uh, say, "Hey, I'm sure they'll be very receptive." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because there's nothing else that they would <laughs> like to talk about in terms of their accomplishments from sure, Appal- sure. Appalachian. 
Um, so yes, yeah. again, uh, that is that's what I got uh, for uh, for our for our little trip here in Upstate right. New York. Should we uh, pivot to our uh, the next part of the episode to close this this sucker out? Yeah, yeah. Let's get there. All right. got any stupid puns to <laughs> to to lead into what we're going to talk about next yeah. week um kind of yeah. yeah we did talk about the mafia mm-hmm. this week mm. but there's another mafia located right in buffalo mm. that we might be talking about all right talking about next week on understanding upstate and that's our our uh, patented teaser a uh, little teaser to to help you figure out what it might be and while they're trying to puzzle and reason that out, yeah, what uh, what else could uh, they listen to while they're waiting for that next episode? Mm, great question. So let's say you're like, man, I cannot wait <laughs> to find out this sphinx-like riddle that's appeared <laughs> in front of me listening to uh, Understanding Upstate, the podcast. You could tap in and listen to uh, my album, Upstate Understandings, a uh, a very dope comedy album, uh, which is available at gymsearch.bandcamp.com. Uh, this will be in the notes as well for the yep. show. Uh, so go ahead and run that up. Uh, it's the holiday season, so for fuck's sake, you got so many places to buy a gift for somebody. I got vinyl, CD, cassette, T-shirts, set lists from the show itself. Everything from a steamboat to a billy goat is available at gymsearch.bandcamp.com. And also, if you want, you can go to gymsearchcomedy.com to find my show dates because when I'm not talking with my homie Rob about upstate New York, I'm out there telling jokes to strangers. But you won't be a stranger because you'll be a friend because you listen to this podcast. So go to a show. Uh, That's what I got. Now, Rob, they bought the album, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they're they like, bought two copies. Yeah, they got two copies. They're generous. They're generous. That's right. They got they bought two copies mm-hmm. because not only do they want to give one to a friend, but they're like, man, we got to help him get these boxes out of his apartment <laughs> so that his girlfriend won't be mad at him for having all these boxes in the apartment. It'll be a great day. But they do all that. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, man, is there any, what if I want to listen to some music, right? Mm. Do, do you have any uh, suggestions of where they could possibly go for that? Yeah, I might point them in the direction of brooklynfrequency.bandcamp.com where they can find my album called New York Sticky. It's a collection of instrumental music inspired by go-go, disco, hip-hop. It's it's pretty good. I, I don't want to toot my own horn. As uh, somebody who's listened to sure, it sure. and bought it, Yep. I can say, yes, it's very fucking good. And you should go buy it and also buy another one. Well, thank when you. When you buy one, buy another one. And after you're done doing that, go to Instagram, follow us at Understanding Upstate. And you can also send us an email at understandingupstate at gmail.com. And then <laughs> on top of that, if you subscribe, rate, and review our show, you can throw a suggestion into that review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever platform you're using uh, for some some upstate things you want us to talk about in future episodes, and we will seriously consider them. 1,000%. So again, uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate every single human being uh, that taps in. Mm-hmm. And you know the numbers are climbing, which is very dope. Uh, Jim, they- the numbers are going... Uh, mm, 
come on. It's still early. It's still early. You're By right. episode 20, though, you got to be, on top as, of that. be as high as Mount St. Marcy, <laughs> which is the highest mountain in New York State. Oh, did not did not know. All right. What I do know is how we're going to close out today's episode. Oh, Are yeah. You ready for it? I, I prepared. Yeah, yeah, prepared. yeah. I'm ready. Uh, how, how are we going to get out of here? Jim, leave the gun. Take the speedy. I'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> Peace. Understanding Upstate is a podcast hosted by Jim Search and Rob Adler, edited by Rob Adler, and music from Regal Monk.